Good evening, everyone. It's time to begin our September County Commission meeting. I'm up here tonight because tonight we vote for a new chair and a vice chair, so I'll get the meeting started. Uh, I see Commissioner Jeff Long hiding behind the pole. I was going to get Bill Jorgensen to lead us in the pledge, but if you don't mind, Commissioner, we'd love to have you come up and do the pledge in just a moment. We're going to begin with Paul Webb uh, doing the invocation, and then we'll let the Commissioner do the pledge. Would everyone please rise? At this time, would you please acknowledge yourself by pressing the button? Commissioner, thank you very much. Thanks for being here this evening. Jeff, would you... Need a few more of you. Yeah, I can see it on there. This Herbert to get in. Herbert has his stuff out, or is that Barb's stuff? Right, but I just, there's the package on his desk. That may be Barb's, though. Amy, put the commissioner from College Road, Bethesda, in. Bridget Jones, Jerry Rainey, and Jeff, would you please acknowledge? Yes, sir. 21 present, three absent. Commissioner Ricky Jones, Commissioner Burt Chalfont, and Commissioner Jerry Rainey absent. Thank you. All three of those individuals indicated prior to the meeting they would not be able to attend tonight. Thank you 
for being here. At this time, I'll open up. Uh, first of all, let me ask, are there any objections from bringing up the election of the chairman and uh, up from the back of the page up to the next item? I don't see anyone acknowledging to object. So at this time, I'll entertain a motion for the commission chairman for the term beginning tonight, running through next year. Proper motion and second. Are there other names? I see none. We'll just do this by voice vote. All in favor of Commissioner Little for another term, signify by saying aye. aye. Those opposed? Commissioner Little, congratulations. Come on up here. We'll let you do the pro tem. Thank you for your vote of confidence. <coughs> we will try to put another year under our belt. So. This time we will open the floor for nominations for uh, Chairman Pro Tem. I have a motion and a second. So uh, I will, again, we'll do this by voice vote. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, we have Commissioner Landrum with the motion, Commissioner Morton with the second, if you got that. Because <laughs> we went kind of fast, so I'll make sure y'all have everything. So. Did you get it? Okay. Oh, do we have anybody signed up to speak? Or is there anybody signed up to speak? Next, we'll have approval, uh, approval of the minutes. Nobody, okay. So, let's get it. Diane is... Uh, was not feeling well and she's not with us so we're we're having to uh remember remember to do things <laughs> so next we'll have a uh minutes we'll entertain a motion for uh, for the minutes use your motion by commissioner story second by commissioner hudson uh, are there any additions or changes or any corrections seeing none i assume you're ready to vote vote yes for the approval of the minutes no for Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Okay, record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Citizens Communications, we do not have anybody signed up to speak. <clears throat> so next, uh, we have uh, some changes to the agenda. Uh, the public hearing and the resolution of nine 21-4 has been pulled. They will be brought back next month. So resolution 921-4 has been pulled from the agenda. Uh, also, the ethics committee vacancy will be pulled till the November, I mean till the October meeting. Uh, we also have two late files. Late file 9-21-34, 9-21-35, 
Are there any objections to adding these to the agenda? These were heard in committee. Are there any objections? Seeing none, they will be added to the agenda. Next, we have proclamations. First one is uh, Constitution Week. Mr. Chairman, congratulations. Steve, congratulations. Thank you. This week uh, is, is our Constitution of the United States for Constitution Week. So if you would allow me to read this into the records, I would appreciate it. Whereas our founding fathers, in order to secure the blessings of liberty for themselves and their prosperity, ordained and established a Constitution for the United States of America. And whereas it is of the greatest importance that all citizens understand the provisions and the principle contained in the Constitution in order to effectively support, preserve, and defend it against all enemies. And whereas the independence guaranteed to American citizens, whether by birth or naturalization, should be celebrated by appropriate ceremonies and activities. It's therefore, uh, I as the mayor here in Wisdom County do hereby proclaim the week of September the 17th, 2021 as Constitutional Week. Dolores, would you like to introduce all these ladies? <laughs> and I'll Thank give you, you very this. Much. Thank you. We have with us members of the O Glory chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. And I'm proud to say that we have worked with them at the library for several years now um, for Constitution Week. And also, last year, with all the craziness going on, have to give a shout out to Creed and Heather and the WCTV team because due to their hard work, yes, let's give them an applause. They're in the back. Uh, working very hard <laughs> and uh they are <laughs> they he, he came out. creed, came out. <laughs> creed. No, he's going back in. oh he's gone back in okay um well they helped us tremendously last year in production of our constitution week events and because of their hard work and the library staff and the O'Glory chapter, we won numerous DAR state awards last year, which I'm very proud, I'm very proud of. And we won first place from the Tennessee State Society Daughters of the American Revolution, first place in outstanding production for students, and we also was a district winner for outstanding broadcast TV coverage, and we could not have done it without all of the team effort and including WCTV. And the nice ladies from the O'Glory chapter of the DAR, I will let them come and introduce themselves. We'll start with Viva. I'm Viva Martin. I am second vice regent of the O'Glory chapter here in Franklin. I'm Donna Choate and I'm proud to be a new member and I feel very proud of you all for what you do. I'm Bonnie King, and I also am a new, new member of the DAR here in Williamson County. 
Ginger Hugestegger, Honorary Region, Old Glory. So thank you very much, and thank you to our Board of Trustees, and Paul Webb is a member of our uh, board very much. And please come and celebrate Constitution Week with us this Sunday from 1.30 to 3. We're going to have snacks. I have heard that we're going to have who, Viva? That would be Alexander Hamilton. That would be Alexander Hamilton. We're going to have a balloon artist to hand out balloons to the kiddos. And it's going to be a very nice event. So please tell everyone, and if you can come, that would be wonderful. From 1.30 to 3, we're going to end it with the ringing of the bells, which is a tradition because that was what happened at 3 o'clock when the Constitution was signed. And thanks, everybody. Next, we have Commissioner uh, Dwight Jones. Ladies, y'all want to come up here? Because I'm probably going to butcher y'all's names. <laughs> Come on up. This is where I let Ricky normally do this because he's pretty good with names and school and stuff. So. so this is a proclamation for the Fairview U8 Little Darlings Girls Softball World Series Champions. <laughs> and I'll read it real quick here. Whereas the Fairview U8 girls softball team achieved the outstanding accomplishment of a season record of 15 and 1, and whereas the team went undefeated in the district and state uh, tournaments in a 11 team tournament. Whereas, where, whereas the Fairview U8 Little Darling team members and coaches are Journey Atkinson, Collins Baker, Kansas Bryson. Scarlett Burnwick, Olivia Cook, Rosa May Glass, Briley Lancaster Sheffield, Laura Luke, Isabella Montrey, Gracie Owen, Jordan Phillips, Presley Pope, and the coaches were Matt Atkinson, David Baker, Josh Cook, and Dre Montrey. And whereas the Little Darlings defeated South Carolina in the championship game, 10 to four to secure the World Series championship. Now therefore be resolved that the Williams County Board of Commissioners meeting on the regular session the 13th day of September, hereby congratulate the Fairview U8 girls softball team for their outstanding season and securing the World Series championship title, becoming the first team in Fairview to ever secure a softball champion and recognize the level of excellence exemplified by each and every outstanding individuals. Oh yeah, we give medals too. There <laughs> <laughs> might not be rings.
Debbie Berry says we can do that. If he has a as well. I need to talk to Debbie. Because they he mentioned it in the prayer. So. Mm -hmm. I knew Don had Sadie's husband. I need to ask. I hope Ray's doing good. I guess the sheriff has a <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, fellow commissioners, I appreciate y'all giving me the time. I just want to recognize somebody. We could go. George, come on up. Janet, come on up here. You need to be part of this too. But we could go Wednesday, August the 31st. We celebrated retirement for three individuals. Captain Mike Dobbins, Sergeant Jack France, and Sergeant George Poss. What makes George so unique is he's got 40 years and two months serving the citizens of Williamson County. And it's been bittersweet. George and I, we, we grew up together in the, in the sheriff's office. And uh, it's like I said the other day, he's like losing a brother. George, uh, for the last several years, has headed up our traffic unit and has worked closely with the Governor's Highway Safety Office. And he coordinates all the overtime that we get for doing saturation patrols plus he coordinates the saturation patrols and George and I have worked for five different sheriffs and uh, we have spent a long time together we've been through a lot of things which I cannot say in public and uh, <laughs> but I want to make I just want everybody to see George I, hope, I think everybody here knows George but George like I said it was bittersweet I hate to see him leave but I'm happy for him and George thank you for all your years of service thank you sir uh, over a little bit <laughs> that's the best I can do for you and we appreciate it Rogers Mayor Rogers Anderson came to the uh, Tennessee Highway Safety Office on the 20th of uh, August and he came and sat down at their table I invited him to come to see what we do with the Highway Safety Office because every year we have to come in and get the new grant signed and to get some money. We get, I think they're going to get another 40000 this year. 
And we appreciate it. The sheriff and myself appreciate everything y'all have done to help us. Um, uh, Judy Herbert's dad, Clyde Lynch, I used to run into him from time to time, different places in Bethesda and all over. And I, I, would, I started out with Clyde, and I said, Clyde, we need some, we need some uh, traffic enforcement. And he would say to me, why do I want to give you money to go out and write somebody a ticket? And I would tell him, I said, well, well, Clyde, I said, I think that's part of your job to protect and serve the public of Williamson County. And he did, and he helped out a whole lot, and so did everyone else. But with Roger, when uh, Mr. Anderson came to the thing, we got to talking before the awards were given out, and he said, I said, well, one year we won a radar unit. And he said, a radar unit? I said, yeah. I said, well, usually they give us cars and this, that, and the other, but for all the pandemic going on, they didn't, they didn't do that this, this for last, we didn't have it last year, but they didn't do it for this year also. So I just wanted Mayor Rogers to know that we were given a handheld radar unit for participating in the challenge, even though we didn't win. But we were given a radar unit. I just wanted you to know that. So that's what we got out of it. They ain't got a car yet either. Yeah, they'll get one eventually, but it's just, it's a, and what that is, it's just everybody competes, other agencies compete with uh, agency size, and the one who has the best um, comes out with the, the best results in saving lives and, and holding, you know, doing traffic stuff. That's, that's how they come up with the winners and stuff like that. So if the sheriff or anybody else comes up later on and wanting to support the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, please help them much as you can because it's, a, it's an important thing. It's something you do, you have to do every day, every week. You can't just stop one week and not do it next week. The only thing I regret is that I left, I left my kids and my wife, Janet, at home when I went out trying to do these things because I felt like I needed to be there. I figured if I go out there, I can get the rest of the guys come out there. So that was my, that was my biggest regret, being away from home all the time. But, you know, other than that, and I'm, 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 I've enjoyed the last, I think it's been, I think it's two weeks t tomorrow. And I've enjoyed, I've, I got work around the house done and my pressure, uh, my blood pressure's gone down and I got to get my, my blood work back into in normal because that's what the doctor keeps telling me, you know, don't do this, don't do that, so whatever. But I just want to thank you all, everything that you've done to help us with the sheriff's office to try to save people in, in Williamson County. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor, you're up again. You can tell George is very passionate about his occupation. Mr. Chairman and Commissioners, if I could at this time, I would like to ask Nina to come up to give us a snapshot of the last couple of months uh, since we've had our July meeting uh, overview of that and a little explanation of some of the pages you've got. Then I would like to ask, uh, with your permission, Mr. Chairman, uh, Jim Cross with oversight to come up and do a presentation on our uh, juvenile jail and justice system. Nina. 
Thank you, Mayor and Commission. Uh, this evening in your packet, we have the July month in budget reports. Um, we are up, up into the third month of the new budget year. Um, on this report, there's nothing really unusual to point out. Um, I will uh, direct your attention down to the appropriations. Um, the percentages of year-to-date used, those are a little bit higher because of the encumbrances and we have um, several encumbrances that are um, issued on an annual basis, so that makes the percentage go up a little bit. Uh, you have the detailed budget summary. This is how our uh, fiscal year ended um, in June. We have our month-end reports from the Cool Springs Conference Center. Um, July, we did have a loss of a little over $21,000. Uh, the month of June, uh, we did have a profit of $163. <laughs> um, your impact fee, uh, we currently have a little of $53.9 million available on our education impact fee to be used for uh, projects. The month of July on our privilege tax report our total collections were 1.3 million. Also in your packet we have a couple of letters from the uh, Tennessee Comptroller's Office. One is approval of the tax and revenue anticipation note and the other is approval of our um, fiscal year 22 budget. And those are all of the reports. Do we have any questions? Seeing none, thank you. Mr. Chairman, let me change course just a little before Jim comes up. At your desk, you should have an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that um, I would like for you to look at. And in the meantime, if uh, Bill Jorgensen would come up and hold on just a minute, Jim. Bill Jorgensen would come up and Alan Lovett come up. Last week at the Budget Committee, in which uh, Commissioner Webb uh, chaired, some of the conversation came up, came up about what are we doing throughout out of Williamson County to help people like in Waverly, Humphreys County, and Dixon County, and surrounding areas. <clears throat> Although Todd Horton wasn't here, or isn't able to be here tonight, Bill Jorgensen, which many of you very familiar with the director of public safety de um, department and Alan Lovett at Hamlet's in charge of the Hamlet's out of the hospital. Let me just read this because I think it's so important that many people here in the audience do not realize exactly what's going on that's coming out of our county to help these surrounding counties. The Williamson County Sheriff's Office under the direction of Dusty we had one Huey Hell aircraft for search and rescue with two personnel, Humphreys County. That was in Hickman County, and we had one incident support team member from the EOC operations. Brentwood sent Hickman and Humphreys County two swift water rescue teams with two boats and six personnel. Hickman County got a knuckle bone truck and two personnel. These were all from Brentwood. Out of Franklin, Hickman County got a swift water rescue team with a boat chief truck and four personnel, a knuckle, knuckle boom truck and one operator for debris removal. 
Humphreys County <clears throat> from Franklin, they sent three incident support team personnel, support with two personnel, ground search support with five personnel per day with a UTV and a brushstroke. Spring Hill sent to Humphreys County 14 personnel, two knuckle boom, boom trucks, I'm in trouble with that word, too many excavators, two skid steepers, steers, and two dump trucks, four chainsaws for debris removal in Waverly. Our own county rescue departments sent over to Humphreys County, Swiftwater Rescue and Door-to-Door -door Welfare Checks, clearing roadways with four utility vehicles, two boats, and ten personnel. Had a tanker strike team to assist with fire suppression support consisting of tanker 16, 18, and four volunteer fire personnel. <clears throat> the county EMA to Humphreys County, a restroom trailer, green generator, two personnel to assist in bringing two phone lines to the 911 center and performing search and rescue drone support. One personnel to assist with a canine search and rescue and an American Red Cross shower trailer. All of these are things that you have funded during the last couple of years through our budgets. In Hickman County from the County EMA, they got one employee to augment EOC support. County Highway Department, they weren't left out. We sent a water truck, one personnel to assist and with the landfill operations, two dozers, two personnel to support the landfill operations. Are we still over there, Eddie? We're still helping them in their landfill. On the back side, what do we do down in Louisiana? They asked for support, and we sent personnel from Franklin and the county EMA. This is just a snapshot of what's going on in our county, going back out to surrounding areas that need help when they call Bill Jorgensen, Todd, uh, Allen, Eddie, the sheriff, certainly. So many people are calling us and getting authorization, and... I just really think we owe them a great deal of thanks and I pre uh, our appreciation. Thank you. And we couldn't do all this uh, without your support. Um, our priority is Williamson County and taking care of Williamson County. And when we can go on the road and uh, help others, that's what we do with the support of the mayor. And uh, that could just as well happen here. And we would expect the same in return uh, from all the different counties around us in the states to come to Williamson County and help us in our time of need. So thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. <clears throat> At this time, I'd like, because we've got a resolution coming up in just a few moments on uh, <clears throat> the bond, bond funding, and there's a lot of questions about the juvenile, uh, the jail and the uh, juvenile services um, program that we're putting together, been working on for several years. I've, I've asked Jim to come up and do a quick presentation. Is it on the overhead? Okay, thanks. Jim? Good evening. Uh, thank you, Mayor Anderson. And, and as he mentioned, there's a resolution before you tonight for the um, 
first bond issue for the juvenile justice jail sheriff's office and the special operations projects um, at the com <clears throat> budget committee last week commissioner webb suggested that we might put together a small presentation for you to see because there are moving a lot of moving parts to this and it can get a little complicated about what has to come first but before we get to that as you may recall and as mayor anderson referenced uh, the public building authority um, two years ago went out for a public uh, rfp and gresham smith was selected to do the master plan process for this this is the first part of that master plan coming to fruition with this. Um, so with that, uh, the Public Building Authority also then went out on a public process and four design firms from across the country presented on these projects and Gresham Smith was a successful uh, design firm that we're working with on these projects. So tonight, Jeff Coonan is here and I've asked him to put to go through this presentation and then I will finish up with some dates and things that you might wanna know about the project. So I'll turn it over to you, Jeff. <clears throat> Jim. Thanks, uh, Mr. Mayor. Thanks, uh, Commissioners. I have just a, a few slides here to touch on some highlights. Uh, and then, as Mr. Cross said, we can walk through any questions that you may have. Okay, so just for orientation, um, it's always helpful to understand where the things are that we're talking about. Uh, the, the master plan process contemplated all of the juvenile services, courts, sheriff's office, and adult jail located on the south side of town here where the cursor is, and also the court system located downtown. The program that's moving ahead, the capital project that's moving ahead, is really focused on the facilities here on the south side of town associated with the adult jail, juvenile services and courts, and detention, and the sheriff's office and other supporting spaces. Uh, there's one other thing located on this map here just for reference and that is on the northwest side of town uh, near the extension of Mac Hatcher we have the Williamson County Animal Shelter which is uh, just in the process I believe of be being completed and uh, nearby on that property is the location for the future county archives which is a component that I'll mention here in a moment this is an image taken from the master plan that was completed last year and it gives us sort of an aerial view of uh, all the major pieces of the project for reference you have beasley drive right here where the cursor is and then parallel to that you have century court which is the current uh, address for all of the facilities in question uh, the program will uh, contemplate locating the Sheriff's Special Operations Department in an adaptive reuse of the existing recycling center, county recycling center. It will replace and expand the jail in place while the jail remains operational. It will demolish an existing warehouse facility and replace it with a juvenile justice uh, center and alternative learning center and it will it, well, it originally uh, contemplated a standalone new sheriff's administrative office building, but subsequently we have determined that there is some favorability to utilizing another existing county-owned warehouse facility and undertaking an adaptive reuse to convert that into the sheriff's administrative office space. This is the current site as we know it. Again, for reference, we have Beasley Drive 
here in the center of the page and across the bottom we have Century Court. Uh, this is the County Recycling Center that I mentioned. These are the two warehouses that I referenced. And then this single building here uh, in kind of the left hand side of the screen contains the Juvenile Courts Detention and Services and uh, Alternative Learning Center, the Sheriff's Administrative Office Space, and the adult jail. Just to the north of that is a gun range and one other uh, item worth pointing out here is a warehouse building that the county has uh, acquired uh, in the last year 305 Beasley. The project has a series of enabling activities. It is not quite as simple as designing documents and then going out and building things. We have uh, occupants in certain facilities that need to be relocated, and this project actually ties into a handful of other projects that the county is undertaking right now. One of those is the construction of a new recycling center, uh, which frees up the existing recycling center to be reused. Uh, there are uh, a, a series or three or four different groups that are utilizing the 306 Beasley Warehouse facility. Um, and some of them will be relocated into uh, a reuse of the 305 Beasley warehouse facility. And then there is a tenant, uh, or there was recently a tenant in the 300 Beasley building that will be relocated uh, to another facility. Uh, and then the key thing, uh, going back to that first slide with the, over, with the aerial of the county, is that the county archives need to be relocated out of 306 Beasley to their uh, new location on the northwest side of town. The result of that is that once we have completed the adaptive reuse of the uh, county recycling center, we will relocate the sheriff's special operations department out of the 306 Beasley warehouse. That will then mean the warehouse is empty and we can demolish the warehouse which clears the way for all of the construction that we have going forward. The primary piece of it being the Juvenile Justice Center here in the center. So uh, once the Juvenile Justice is completed, the Sheriff's Administrative Office adaptive reuse is completed, the adult jail facility is completed, and as I mentioned earlier, the adaptive reuse of the recycling center to support the Sheriff's Special Operations uh, the gun range to the north expanded. Those various departments will relocate to their new facilities. A general timeline, uh, which Jim may add some additional color to. Uh, we are at the beginning of September, or I guess approaching the, the middle of September right now. The design team is undertaking a detailed programming activity at this point. Uh, that will eventually lead to a comprehensive schematic design for all of the components, at which point we will do an in-depth budget analysis and then kick off the, the completion of design development and construction documents for each of the major components of the project, Juvenile Justice Center, the Adult Jail, and the Sheriff's Administrative Office Space. That then allows us to get permits and then proceed with construction. The rough timelines for all of those components. The Juvenile Justice Center is approximately the middle of 24, 2024 for delivery. 
The jail will be delivered in two phases of construction, the first phase ending roughly the middle or third quarter of 2024, and then the second phase being delivered at the end of 2025 or, or very beginning of 2026, and the Sheriff's Administrative Office building being delivered sometime in the uh, in the fourth quarter or the very beginning, the first quarter of 2024. Uh, I want to point out the special operations is, is what we term an enabling project. That project has to happen first in order to allow us to undertake all the other construction. So we are advancing the design of the special operations facilities so that we can uh, move ahead with construction and allow the special operations group to depart the Beasley 306 warehouse at exactly the time that we are ready, we've completed design and we're ready to begin construction with the Juvenile Justice Center. Jim? Thanks, Jeff. I didn't realize that those dates were in there, so I won't give you any more information about dates, but uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have about this process. Any questions? Commissioner Lawrence, I see you now. Hang on. Better get you. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you for being here tonight, Jim. Thank you. Good evening. Um, I I just had a question. We had some rough estimates when this project was initially uh, put forth of what the costs were going to be, but mm -hmm. how has that changed given the increase in construction costs uh, that have occurred over the last year or so? When the initial budget was put together, there were significant uh, material cost escalation budgets built in. So we really don't think that um, that has moved the budget very much. Okay. And by the time the construction starts on this, we really think that some of those prices are going to start to level back out. Okay. We hope. Good. All right. No further questions. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else have any questions? Just if you didn't notice. <coughs> all right. Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, thank you so much for being here. This is a ton of work. I love all these moving parts. <laughs> I do too. Thank you. And um, I'm especially excited that you're going to reuse the recycling center. Mm -hmm. That is very good. <laughs> We're going to recycle the recycling center. But can you tell me where is that going to go? I didn't understand that part. The recycling center is being moved to the landfill. To the landfill. Mm -hmm. Okay. That project's anticipated to be complete uh, April, May of next year. Okay, great. And then we anticipate starting the rehab of that building in about July of next year for the special operations right. building. Thank and you. The archives building, by the way, will be completed about August of next year. Mm -hmm. And then the special ops will be completed probably about March or April of 23. Right. And then we can get started with the juvenile justice center right. there. Thank you very much. And by the way, we feel like we're probably going to have some savings by reusing some of these buildings. And mm. some of our preliminary analysis is by putting the sheriff's office in the 300 building, there will be several million dollars worth of savings that we can get by doing that. So we're trying to find ways to, to, to maximize what we already have and mm -hmm. spend as little money as possible. And, and as a, a point of note, the archives is archive storage. It is not the correct. archives off of five points. The five points, right. It's just archive storage. That's correct. All right. Commissioner Williams. <clears throat> Thank you. Can you go back to the satellite image? It, so the, there's a, it looks like we, we own that blank field right there in between the adult jail and the county warehouse. Is that correct? That's correct. 
And then I think based on the um, the diagram, is the adult gel expanding to the east? Is that the one you're looking for? There? Right. So it looks like there's some of the pink building that expands to the east into that field. Is that that's correct. That's the new building. That's the very first phase of the jail that's going to be built there. And then portion of the jail then will the existing jail will move out into that building then the second phase of that will will be where the back building of the jail is now and then and last question i have just so i understand the diagram um where the current juvenile center is and the sheriff off office is that being demolished it will be demolished yes okay is there any plan for that space or is it just open space at the moment all of that there will end up being the jail only all of that building will be the jail. Juvenile services moved to a new building. The sheriff's office is moving to a new building. And then, but that existing footprint will be demolished. And yeah, be, be parking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions? Where's the emergency management building on this? The emergency management building is it's it, 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 this aerial photograph here. It's at the, the see the 306 Beasley building. See if Big I can one. put. Yeah. You, can, you can see the cursor right there is the public oh. safety building. Okay. Thank you. Jim, give them a snapshot of how uh, they came about of getting these numbers and building the building for the next 20 years. We're not building the building out right. for, for the year 2045. We're building the building out based on data and numbers to carry us through five and ten years. The sheriff and, and everyone. Uh, Judge Guffey has been involved in this, so as we need, we can add on. But if you would touch on that, I think it'll make a little more sense. Sure. Uh, the, the master plan that was developed was um, built on population projections for the next 25 years. And by taking those population projections, they then were sizing these buildings appropriate for um, what, those, what the population will be. It could be that some of these buildings uh, we'll have some shell space in it that's not completely built out at this point. It's, it's being shelled for the future. It's going to be cheaper to build shell space today than it would be in the future, but there may not be a need to finish it out right now, so that could be done down the road. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and also, uh, there, in this design process now, all those population numbers, since they're about two years old, are being updated again just to be sure that we're working with, with current information. Are there any other questions? Thank you, Jim. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <clears throat> you have a copy of this handout at your desk if you haven't noticed it. So, <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, um, while Amy's disconnecting and getting rather, uh, getting rather, I know that you've got reports from the schools. For sure, uh, Phil Mazuka's here through the hospital. He's wanting to report, and also Kathy Montgomery. I was going to call her up under my report, but she has an area in which we need to bring you all up to date on some of the COVID activity and public health material that's going on in our county, how we've shifted some operations. So I'll turn it back over to you and answer any questions that I may have. Any questions of the mayor? Williams County Schools report, Ms. Farmer. Thank you. Um, Mr. Golden could not be here tonight. He is attending the State Annual Superintendents Conference. 
Um, it happens annually about this time every year, and it was canceled last year. So he was excited to actually get to meet with his peers in person this year, but couldn't then be here tonight. The timing is pretty good for us because we don't actually have agenda items um, with you tonight. But he did want me to convey to you one thing. Um, we've got the end of our end of first month enrollment numbers in, and we're growing. Um, 41,333 students is what we have enrolled in K-12. And so what this means is that we have the highest enrollment we've ever had. We're up by about 600 students than the next, 2019 was, was the prior high number. And so we have, we've had a reputation for growth and we are continuing uh, along that path. Having said that, he also said, wanted me to convey with y'all that if you had questions that um, you were wanting to ask him specifically tonight, please feel free to email him, um, call him, and um, he looks forward to being with you next month. Thank you. Are there any questions? Thank you. Thank you. Williamson Medical Center. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I've uh, prepared some remarks. Um, I wanted to give the commission an update today on, on COVID. Uh, I'm Phil Mazuka. I'm the CEO of Williamson Medical Center. And uh, I'm going to give you a quick update, and then I'm going to introduce our new CFO uh, to give you uh, the hospital, hospital financials for July. So I've written this down because I won't be able to remember all these numbers, so I'm going to read, read this. So as of 3 o'clock today, because it changes every, seems like changes every minute, uh, Williamson Medical Center had 45 COVID positive patients in-house with 10 in the ICU and eight of those patients on ventilators. In the past 18 months, we've seen almost 3,900 COVID positive patients, which includes 2,500 COVID positive ED patients. During the period, we admitted 1,424 COVID positive patients and ran 24,000 COVID-19 tests with a 9% positivity rate. <clears throat> Our highest peak of COVID positive inpatients during the first 12 months of the pandemic was during the surge that started to build in October of 2020 and peaked in January of this year. After the peak, we saw a rapid and significant decline in our inpatient volume as a result of vaccinations being made available to the general population, especially the elderly and the most vulnerable population. We had low COVID volumes through the spring and the start of the summer this year. Uh, we thought we were really on a pretty good trajectory. And then the Delta variant became more prevalent in our area in July. The curve was much steeper with the Delta variant than in prior surges as it's more transmissible uh, variant and impacts a younger population, especially the unvaccinated. We're at the high mark of COVID inpatients last week, consistently running in the mid 50s with a higher use of mechanical ventilation compared to prior surges. If you really look at what took place from October to January, there was probably a four or five month period for us to get to the peak. In this, we started, uh, we started to notice the upswing last week of July. And within six weeks, we're at our peak. This thing was really rapid, and it really put significant pressure on, on our hospital. The age difference in these two recent surges is a decline from 68 years of age on the average in the, in the last surge to 61 years old 
in this surge. We're seeing a greater number of younger patients with serious disease. We recently had patients on ventilators in their 30s and 40s. It's completely different than it was during the initial surge. Most of the COVID positive critical care unit patients are unvaccinated, although we have seen a few immunocompromised vaccinated patients with breakthrough infections requiring ICU care. The recent influx of patients requiring hospitalization began in late July and has put significant stress on the entire healthcare system in Middle Tennessee. Many hospitals in our area have been at capacity over the last few weeks and have temporarily discontinued elective procedures. Some of the tertiary and quaternary facilities have limited transfers to their facilities over the last few weeks due to capacity issues, many times due to lack of staff. It's been well publicized that hospitals across the country are experiencing staff shortages while managing through this current surge. Our staff has worked hard to meet the healthcare needs of our community over the past 18 months. And although they're tired, they are resilient and they're committed to this community. They continue to make personal sacrifices, working extended hours, extra shifts, or filling in for positions in other areas of the hospital that have open shifts in their efforts to help every patient that comes through our doors, regardless if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, or whether they mask or don't. When it comes down to it, our team of skilled professionals and essential healthcare workers continue their heroic efforts on behalf of the residents of Williamson County and surrounding areas, regardless of any rhetoric that may detract from the real life efforts of this dedicated and resilient team on behalf of our community. Please continue to recognize the efforts of these individuals on the front lines, as well as your first responders and all others working hard to support our community through the pandemic. Let's focus on the good work being done in our community as we fight the battle to get through this pandemic that continues to tragically impact so many lives right here in our community and across our nation. To our community, if you ever have the chance, take time to look these caregivers in the eyes and let them know their efforts continue to be appreciated and are not going unnoticed. It'll mean a lot to them. Finally, thank you commissioners, mayor, and all the public officials and agencies that have worked tirelessly and selflessly through the pandemic over the last 18 months, side by side with us and other organizations, our great community fighting this tough battle. We at Williamson Medical Center appreciate you. With that, I'm gonna turn it over to Mike Genesee who is our CFO uh, that started with us uh, last Tuesday. So he's been with us uh, six, six days now. And uh, Mike has about 37 years of experience in healthcare uh, finance. In his last several jobs, he had been over uh, multi-hospitals and multi-hospital systems. So I'm really proud and glad to have him with us. And he's gonna give you a very high level of the financials that were presented to you earlier. <clears throat> Thanks, Phil. And thank you guys for allowing me the opportunity to present uh, our July results. Uh, July is our first month, obviously, into the year. And what I've done, I've asked Lee and Bernie, our director of finance, to join us, too, just in case uh, you guys asked me something I didn't know. Um, but uh, July for us was a very strong month uh, in terms of both volumes and, uh, and financial results. Um, we've certainly exceeded where we've been uh, for the last at least 12 to 13 months in both of those. In fact, our admissions were the highest that we've had in the last 13 months. 
um, and ER visits were, were one of the highest too. So uh, good key uh, stats were, were there. All of our, our major key stats uh, exceeded our budget. Um, deliveries had one of the highest in the month and our surgeries were very strong too. But at the end of the month, when uh, the Delta variant, as Phil referred to, uh, started peaking, we had to uh, delay some of our inpatient surgical elective cases. So uh, we have some pent up demand for that. Certainly would bring that back in. So we didn't lose them, we just had to delay them. Um, from a net income, our net income um, followed uh, the, uh, the increase in, in volume. We reported net income of $1.6 million for July, uh, well exceeding our budget of $800,000. And then on a financial position standpoint, cash continues to be strong. We reported, and you guys have the reports that we sent out, about 128 days cash on hand. That's where we budgeted it to be. And our debt coverage ratio came in at 2.15 versus, uh, I believe, uh, our budget of 2.06. So uh, earnings were good, volume was good, and uh, our cash on our balance sheet looks really strong. So any, any questions for me? All right, thank you. Commissioner Mason. Thank you. I had a question regarding how are we set up for the hospital for, say, a car wreck or a heart attack, are we able to still provide adequate care for that person or are we having to look outside of our system due to the number of COVID patients that our resources is dedicated to? Yeah, I can tell you that we are still uh, fine and how we're set up. We've had significant ER volumes uh, over the last several weeks. Our average ER volume is somewhere around 100 patients a day. One day we had 192. We've not turned anybody away we're still able to take care of those patients. The only patients that we have put any limits on is inpatient elective, and we've not cut them out completely. We're, we're talking to our doctors every day about those that really are more urgent and those that can wait. Uh, we believe, based on what we've seen on the data, that we thought that the surge may peak in the next week or two. Um, over the last, over the weekend, it's gone down fairly substantially. Uh, can't tell you that we have peaked or not, but uh, I can tell you that we believe that we've at least seen uh, where our top is probably going to be. Uh, not guaranteeing it, but we were able to take care of all patients, including emergencies, uh, throughout the entire time. Thank you. Commissioner Lawrence. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Phil, just one question. I noticed the pediatric admissions are significantly higher in July. Is, was that because of COVID? And I know we're having a transition from the Vanderbilt relationship. So could you tell us what, where we are with that, with the pediatric hospital? Okay. So as far as the uh, increase in the pediatric patients, early on in the pandemic, I think that um, across the country, moms were keeping kids away from the hospital because of COVID. So if it wasn't really a significant emergency that we saw everywhere across the country decline. I believe based on the masking that took place uh, in the front part of COVID, we didn't see any RSV or adult flu uh, during our normal flu season. We started to see RSV in the spring and summer, which is really unusual. So we had a significant volume of pediatric RSV patients coming to the hospital. So I'm not, a, I'm not a physician, so I can't really get into any more detail about that, but that's what we're seeing today. 
Um, as far as the Vanderbilt relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, we had terminated our agreement with Vanderbilt. In the last uh, several months, I've been working uh, with Vanderbilt and others really to look at where we go on a go-forward basis. And without getting into a lot of detail, uh, we're working with Vanderbilt to, to, to continue our relationship, bring on subspecialists to the hospital, which is really what we were lacking uh, through that uh, first part of the relationship. So I feel very strongly that we'll continue to work with Vanderbilt, uh, Monroe Carroll Jr. Uh, facility and improve uh, the level of services we offer at the hospital. Okay, thank you, Phil. Any Are there any other questions? <coughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate y'all being here. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, next we have, I guess, Miss Kathy. Your turn. Good evening, everyone, and uh, thank you for that update, Mr. Mazuka. I mean, our, our hearts go out to the healthcare workers, and certainly not just at the hospital, but certainly at our health department and uh, other facilities as well. So, as you probably know, our reprieve from the Ag Center was a little bit short lived. We moved out in July the 1st, and effective September 7th, we were moving back and what a great facility it is. We're outside, we're not inside the arena right now, but based on the increase in the um, positive cases, the demands for testing and so forth, um, the health department did move its operations back for testing and vaccines. Uh, the mayor asked me just to give you a very brief update and I'll try to uh, stick to time that over the last seven days, um, an average of 1,141 tests per day have been completed countywide with an average of about 15.9% of those reported positive. As of yesterday, September 12th, the county had 2,157 total active cases with 59 new cases reported yesterday alone. At our testing site last week, um, we still have National Guard, the administrative um, end of National Guard, not any medics. Uh, our contract staff, our paramedics, and certainly our volunteers performed 1,058 tests over the four-day period and distributed more than 250 self-test kits. Um, sadly, we averaged only about 30 vaccinations a day, but I am happy to report that Williamson County is right now at 66.97% of our population have received at least one dose of COVID vaccine and 61% of our population are fully vaccinated. So we start, are still seeing increases, whether or not they're coming to the health department, but certainly we've got lots of providers available in our community. We're still continuing to await guidance from the CDC and Department of Health regarding the boosters, and we should know something over the next couple of weeks, and we are making preparations for that. So I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. Do we have any questions? Commissioner <coughs> Mason. Thank you. I've gotten quite a few emails about the boosters. Are they, through the health department, as far as you know, going to be administered similarly how we did the vaccinations where it, it 
you sign up online? Does it, or is it going to come through the doctor? Or how is that process set to roll out? At least through the health department, you can uh, sign up there. We do have the electronic vaccine registration system. People will be able to sign up to schedule an appointment to drive through. Right now, we're doing everything either by appointment or just a walk-in. I should say drive-through. And will it be limited to immunocompromised people of certain age or has that criteria been set or will there be a criteria do you know there may be a criteria we are still waiting um, for the guidance to come down right now it is just available for those people who are immunocompromised yes ma'am and is it six months or eight months since your last vaccination um, according to the guidance we've seen so far it's eight months, eight months. okay but that could change once we get the All right, thank the you. guidance. Thank you. Commissioner Morton. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, I just had a question. Those percentages, are those total population or just eligible population? For no, vaccines? this is total population. So even if we look at the eligible population, which is still 12 and up, um, it could be much higher. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Bethard. Yeah. Follow up to Chaz, the numbers that you're showing percentage wise, would those include uh, citizens who may have gotten their vaccine in a different county? Yes, if as long as they were in the state of Tennessee. Um, there are some people that uh, went outside the state that are not actually in our electronic system. So we pull our data from the Tennessee immunization system. So if they got vaccinated but didn't report it, then um, they are only still counted in that one dose only. But they may be fully vaccinated. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, thank you. Thank you. Are there any other reports? All right. Moving on. Next we have elections and appointments. First up is the Budget Committee. Uh, it's in your agenda. Uh, the mayor's appointments are Steve Smith, Chairman, Sean Aiello, uh, Dwight Jones, Tom Tonicliffe, and of course, Mayor Rogers Anderson. We have the motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Morton. Uh, so if you're all in favor, please press your yes button to post your no. In who wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. They are appointed. Next, we have the purchasing and insurance. Its uh, nominations are Megan Guffey, Judy Herbert, Chaz Morton, Aaron Nations, and Rogers Anderson. We had the motion by Commissioner Dwight Jones, the second by Commissioner Webb. Uh, all in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. And we should change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Ethics has been pulled. Chair, all right, next we have our appointment for the Steering Rules, Human Resources, and Parks, Parks and Recreation. This is our paired districts. Uh, so we will recess here, or, uh, yeah, recess for just a, we'll take a 10 minute recess. Uh, we will each meet districts one, two, Districts 3, 4, Districts 5, 6, District 7, 8, District 9, 10, 11, and 11, 12. The, in your package, you'll have a sheet that tells you what you are eligible to serve on. Uh, 
And so we will meet and pick. We ask that you select a spokesperson when you have decided who will be. We will ask you to select a spokesperson for your group and then we will report back. So we will recess for 10 minutes. Call the meeting back to order. Everyone have their spokesman. Everyone have their committee. Uh, so we will go through each committee and we will go through each districts and let you uh, tell us who you have nominated. <clears throat> so for rules committee, who do we have? That'll be af after appointments. Rules Committee, one and two, who do you? Betsy Hester. Rules, uh, rules for Districts 3 and 4. Greg Lawrence. I'm on, I, let's see. Yep, I'm, I'm marking the wrong one, so give me just a second. So Rules Committee for one and two was Betsy. Betsy. Three and four was Lawrence. Was Lawrence. Districts five and six. Commit district seven eight. Districts nine ten. Districts eleven twelve. Okay, for the rules committee, we have Commissioner Betsy Hester, Greg Lawrence, Paul Webb, Bert Chalfont, Chas Morton, and Dana Osbrooks. We'll entertain a motion. Second. Motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner uh, Jones. All in favor? Aye. Say aye. 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 Opposed? There we have our rules committee. Uh, Human Resources Committee. Let's see. Let's see what's next on the list. Let me get the right order. Steering is next. Commission Districts one and two. Judy Herbert. Districts three and four. Districts five and six. District seven eight. Districts nine ten. This is steering committee. And districts eleven twelve. So for the steering committee, we have Judy Herbert, Chad Story, Beth Lothers, Tom Tunnicliffe, David Landrum. Brian Bethard, entertain a motion. We have the motion by Commissioner Dwight Jones, the second by Commissioner, uh, I've just gone, Lawrence, thank you for when brain dead. <laughs> All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? We have our steering committee. Commissioner Landrum's got this. Yes, we, yeah, he just pushed it early. Next we have Human Resources Committee. 
uh, districts one and two. Dwight Jones. Commissioners three, districts three and four. Keith Hudson. Districts five and six. Tommy Little. Districts seven, eight. Districts 9 and 10. Matt Williams. District 11, 12. Sean Aiello. For human resources, we have Commissioner Dwight Jones, Keith Hudson, Tommy Little, Jerry Rainey, Matt Williams, and Sean Aiello. Entertain a motion. Commissioner Smith, the second. Commissioner uh, Morton, the, I mean, Commissioner Smith, the motion. Commissioner Morton, the second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? We have our steering committee, our human resources committee. And last we have Parks and Rec, District 1 and 2. Ricky Jones. Districts 3 and 4. Jennifer Mason. Districts 5 and 6. Aaron Districts 7 8. Districts 9 and 10. Megan Guppy. District 11 12. All right, for our Parks and Recreation Committee, we have Commissioners Ricky Jones, Jennifer Mason, Aaron Nations, Barb Sturgeon, Megan Guffey, and Steve Smith. Entertain a motion. Second. I'm sorry. I did. Commissioner Webb, the motion. Commissioner Jones, the second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? We have our Parks and Recreation Committee. Next, we have the con uh, Commissioner Landrum. Yes. I would like to ask if we can move resolution 92133 concerning Franktown to the front of the agenda, please. Is there in attendance? We'll place that after zoning. You know, we'll place that in front of, if there's no objections, we'll place that in front of appropriations, uh, but after zoning. 33, Are there any objections? All right. We will move that one up. Uh, next, we have our consent agenda that was emailed out. I mean, it's on your agenda. Well, uh, it is being loaded. We have the motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Uh, all in favor of the consent agenda, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Paul, you're not, you're voting? Oh, yeah, I am voting. <laughs> and we should change your vote. Do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 20 yes, one abstain. Consent agenda passes. Next, we have our public hearing. Public hearing regarding resolution 9-21-3. Resolution to amend Articles 11 and 23 of the Williams County Zoning Ordinance regarding country clubs. Uh, at this time, we have the, anyone here wishing to speak to on the public hearing? <coughs> Come to the front. Going once. Going twice. Public hearing is closed. Resolution 9-21-3. Resolution to amend Articles 11 and 23 of the Williams County Zoning Ordinance regarding Country Club. Commissioner Lathers, the motion. Commissioner Tonglyff, the second. Uh, explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Let's Chairman. Say, let me get the committee report. Yes. I'm getting. Committee report was. Planning Commission was 11 for and zero against. Yes. 
Thank you, sir. <laughs> so um, during recent discussions related to a country club, staff observed that the zoning ordinance does not identify country clubs as a specific use type. Without a specific reference to country clubs, staff would have to place such a use into a category that doesn't quite fit. So therefore, this text amendment adds country clubs as a specific use type, which will be permitted in the RP1, RD1, RP5, RD5, MGA1, and MGA5 zoning districts. Additionally, specific standards have been developed to mitigate impacts on adjoining properties. And um, if you have any questions, I think we have staff present. Thank you. Are there any questions? I may note that, Mr. Chairman, that if you do vote for this and we establish the use of country clubs, it does not mean that you get to use the country clubs. You must be invited. <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Are there any questions? Seeing none, I, no, Commissioner Williams. It, if, if Mike's here, <clears throat> Just curious on a little bit more specifics as to the specifications around country clubs and what it does and does not do. I, I read through this, but it doesn't go into too much significant detail. Yes, uh, thank you. Good evening, commissioners. So the zoning ordinance contains what's referred to as a table of uses. And so that what that means is that that's a list of all the land uses that we regulate. So everything from single family homes to offices to retail, churches, schools, that sort of thing. Uh, the old zoning ordinance had a specific reference to country clubs, and so that's what was used like for the Grove and some others. Um, and uh, we, we noticed recently uh, that the current zoning ordinance didn't have that same listing. You know, I think it was just an omission, and we haven't had any reason to look uh, in the past uh, several years. So this is simply um, adding country clubs as a use type as it should have been, uh, but was just in inadvertently left out. Thank you. Are there any other questions? Commissioner Smith. Mike. Yes, sir. So, so making reference to the Grove and mm -hmm. uh, some of the other golf-related clubs that are, that are in the county, yeah. is, would they fall under this type of classification they would yes sir so for instance the Grove Troubadour Club um, the the subdivisions not part of that but the golf club itself the course in the clubhouse and so forth would be considered a country club yes sir are there other are are there other kinds of country clubs that you're aware of that there, there could be could be uh, aside from golf we, clubs? We've, we've talked to some people about a potentially an equestrian related country club that would, instead of a golf community, it, it may be something that centers around uh, equestrian uses. So it doesn't necessarily have to be golf, but that's the obviously the one that we're mo most familiar with. Yeah, okay, thank you. Sure. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I thank you, Mike. Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution four was pulled. So next we will move up resolution 9-21-33.
resolution authorizing the Williams County Mayor to enter into a long-term lease agreement with Franktown Open Hearts for the use of property located on Granberry Street. The motion of Commissioner Bethard, the second by Commissioner Morton. Yes, Commissioner Story is actually the one that signed it. Um, yeah, but hang on, let me. Oh. The, the uh, property committee was 440 against. Uh, budget committee report was 540 against. And explanation, please, Commissioner Story. Yeah, this uh, property is located behind the library in downtown Franklin. Um, open parcel that uh, has been looked at for development was a couple of times, but staff is here for a uh, more detailed explanation. Please. Do we have any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Any wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Thank you. They had some... They had some people here. If they would like to say anything about what this project was, now would be the the time that we've approved it. You're welcome. I should have asked you before we voted, but I didn't. So. <laughs> First of all, thank you very much. Um, this is a uh, property we would like to use as a permanent home for Franktown Open Hearts. Uh, this ministry works with uh, currently about 170 impoverished children that live right here in the Franklin community. We have developed some wonderful partnerships with area churches, uh, the Williams County Ag Center, the library, uh, Tennessee Baptist Children's Home, on and on I can go, uh, go, doing our programming literally all over the county. But the transportation and logistics of this is a nightmare. We need a permanent home if we're going to continue to grow. And this will allow us to do that, to have all of our programming under one roof. So uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. In case you didn't know it, uh, real estate in Franktown, in uh, Franklin is uh, rather pricey. And being able to collaborate, as we have been with the Ag Center to do our Christmas light, drive-through Christmas light display, to partner this way is just uh, incredible. And uh, we're honored to partner with the with the uh, the county in this way, and uh, I think to, together we're going to make a big difference in the lives of a bunch of uh, at-risk children in this community. So thank you. Thank you. Next up is Resolution Nine Dash Twenty One Dash Five, Resolution of the Williams County Board of Commissioners. Approval of an intent to fund for $16,127,078 for phase one of the judicial jail and juvenile project, the JJJ project, and associated fees and costs. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Jones. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Uh, you heard the presentation tonight, and this is uh, how we're going to fund the beginning of the Triple J. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. 
The resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-6. Resolution of the Williams County Board of County Commissioners approval of an intent to fund for $4 million for the construction of County Archives off-site storage building and associated fees and costs. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Uh, this is an additional $4 million that we heard about tonight that will also be included in this bond issue coming up. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Commissioner, will you? Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-7, an initial resolution authorizing the issuance of not to exceed $39,500,000 of general obligation bonds of Williamson County, Tennessee. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Tonicliff. The budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Mr. Chair, these are the two items we just approved, plus items we had approved earlier in July, I believe it was, so that that's how we get to the total of the 395. And this is the resolution authorizing us to advertise it in the paper. Yes. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-8. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-2022 library budget by $135,342.87. Revenues to come from donations, contributions, and fine. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The library board was 640 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. As you can see, these are donations made to the library both this year and in the prior fiscal year. They'll be used for the items shown here on the resolution. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-9. Resolution appropriating and amending 2021-2022 Williamson County General Sessions DUI Court Budget by $182,566.05 for the DUI Court Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Grant. Revenues to come from rollover federal grant funds. The motion by Commissioner Aiello, the second by Com Commissioner Nations. Uh, law enforcement and public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Yes, this is just an appropriation and amendment of certain funds rolled over from last year's that not been exhausted from grant funds. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 
21, yes, zero, no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-10. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 juvenile services budget by $2,504. Revenues to come from prior year state grant funds. The motion by Commissioner Smith, the second by Commissioner Herbert. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Ayala. This is a rollover of unexpired grant funds uh, from the previous year's budget. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-11. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 General Sessions budget by $5,000 revenues to come from probate probation fees. The motion by Commissioner Aiello, the second by Commissioner Nations. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. This is an amendment of the budget uh, transfer to effectively monitor compliance of probationers for terms of probation. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. <clears throat> Resolution 9-21-12. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Juvenile Services Budget by $11,648.15 for a juvenile assessment specialist. Revenues to come from prior year state grant fund balance. The motion by Commissioner Aiello, the second by Commissioner Bethard. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. This is another rollover of unexpired grant funds to this year's uh, budget. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-13. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Williamson County General Sessions DUI Court budget by $400,000 for the DUI Court Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services grant revenues to come from federal grant funds. The motion by Commissioner Aiello, the second by Commissioner Nations. Law Enforcement Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. This is the acceptance of certain grant funds. This is a multi-year uh, grant program and we've been accepted again for this year. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Mr. Smith. Oh. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. <clears throat> Resolution 9-21-14. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Veterans Treatment Court budget 
by $28,000, revenues to come from Federal Treatment Court Reserve. Commissioner Aiello, the motion. Commissioner Osbrooks, the second. Law Enforcement and Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Uh, there's an additional need for the provision of services. Uh, these funds are going to come from the existing reserves uh, for Veterans Treatments Court. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. <clears throat> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm moving right along. Before we record the vote, go ahead, Commissioner Lathers. So much just so I can better educate myself could somebody please explain to me a little bit about the the, the veterans treatment court is anybody here court similar to the DUI court or other programs like that or the drug court that's run through circuit court um, I believe uh, judge Taylor runs that program and he's pretty hands-on with it it's a great program uh, for Williamson County and it specifically identifies it's for veterans specifically for veterans okay. it's uh, similar to the one that's run in Nashville but better because it's Williamson County okay. so. <laughs> great thank you so much <laughs> sorry about that mr. chairman no problem are there any other questions I was just flying along when ping all right and Commissioner Lothers it's not taking there you go <clears throat> Any wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-15. Resolution appropriating $52,675.68 to the 21st District Recovery Court revenues to come from dedicated account. The motion of Commissioner Aiello, the second by Commissioner Nations. Law Enforcement and Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Yeah, courts have collected certain fees pursuant to statute, and those are to be used uh, for the 21st District Recovery Court. Uh, so amending that budget to reflect those fees collected. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-16. Resolution appropriating $34,082.42 from the 21st District Recovery Court revenues to come from DUI fines. The motion by Commissioner Hudson, the second by Commissioner Bethard, Law Enforcement and Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Ayala. Yeah, these uh, certain fees are collected uh, for, for DUI. Uh, they're authorized by statute to be held in a certain account, and the 21st Judicial uh, District Recovery Court has requested those funds continue to provide treatment costs for um, their members. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-17. 
resolution amending the 2021-22 general sessions veteran court budget by $30,478.28 revenues to come from federal through state grant funds. The motion by Commissioner Aiello, the second by Commissioner Osbrooks. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Veterans Court applied for and received a grant. This is to accept those funds for their budget year this year. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. You know, we should change your vote. Do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution, resolution 9-21-18. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Williams County General Sessions DUI court budget by $80,211.22. Revenues to come from unappropriated county general fund balance. The motion by Commissioner Ayala, the second by Commissioner Sturgeon. Law enforcement and public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Yeah, uh, these are funds that are derived from the DUI Court Foundation of Williamson County, uh, which is organized to provide support for the DUI Court and uh, for treatment. And so this is an <laughs> acceptance of those donations for the purpose of funding the DUI Court. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-19. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Parks and Recreation Budget by $80,364.23. Revenues to come from donations. The motion by Commissioner Sturgeon, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Uh, Parks and Rec did not meet. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Uh, I lost connection here, so excuse me, Mr. Chair. I'm trying to. Uh, uh, pardon? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is what we've seen tonight. This is uh, donations to the Parks and Recreation Committee, which includes some uh, rollovers from the reserve. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. All in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Commissioner. There goes, yours went. So. All right. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-20. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Highway Department budget by $75,000 and related operating transfers for paving expenses, revenues to come from the Highway Privilege Tax Funds. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Highway Commission was 440 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Uh, as you can see, this is privileged tax funds uh, that are being used for the Highway Department to improve the roads. 
Are there any questions? I've had people ask me now why they're called privilege taxes, because privilege seems to be a hot word these days. I'm going to let the... And I just, I don't have an answer. I don't know why they call them privilege taxes. So. They, are, they are imposed upon the privilege of building in Williamson County. Okay. They were our original fees. Correct. These were the ones that were originally set up in the 90s. 88. 88. For the impact of growth, right? Right. So yeah. the very first set was called impact or privilege tax. Then we had an impact fee. You had, had, you had privilege impact. taxes, you had adequate facilities privilege taxes, then you had impact fees, then you had educational impact fees. They were two separate private acts that were passed by the legislature in 1988 that authorized Williamson County to uh, implement these fees or taxes depending on which act you were undergoing. Um, like the, the impact fees are fees and they have a little bit different rules under the law. Uh, privileged taxes are taxes they apply throughout and again have different statutory requirements and obligations that go with them but they're authorized by private act most counties cannot have these privileged taxes in the amounts we have because they pass the county rules um, county powers act and it it limits those powers to people that did not have the privilege uh, the private acts prior to a certain date, and I forget what that date is, if it so was 2000 or 2002. We were grandfathered specifically in the statute. Okay, could you say that first sentence one more time? They're based on the privilege of building in Williamson mm -hmm. County. Okay. And that's why they're, they're imposed and collected at the time of getting your building permit in terms of some of the privilege taxes um, or impact fees. It's $2 depends on if it's commercial or residential you have two different rates I think it's two dollars a square foot or 34 cents on co commercial something like that um, and then the impact fee is a completely different calculation the privilege tax is conditioned on having a capital improvement plan as part of the process and we've had that for years y'all have passed a CIP the comptroller has come back and now said they want a budget of those dollars as well as the capital improvement plan and that's the nature of uh, resolution 21 which you'll be seeing in a minute yeah. okay. thank you. Commissioner Williams yeah just want to formally thank Eddie Hood and the highway department they did an excellent job out there on Del Rio Road uh, paving it recently Commissioner Lathers thank you Mr. Chairman I'm sorry to follow it up Jeff can I ask you a quick question sure. so that's helping me understand what the time frame of the privilege tax and the educational impact fee. Am I to understand, though, because of what's been passed in the legislature, the county could never have a road impact fee? Is that correct? An additional? That is not the case. It's not the case. It would no. have to be a private. We already act. have the private act authorizations. Rather, the scope of that covers a particular impact fee would be something that we'd have to look at the statute and register, but it is not limited um, to exclude road impact fees. It's, it's a broad grant of impact fees, but we would have to ha do some different calculations because you have to justify the amount of the impact fee that you're imposing. Um, the educational impact fee is calculated in a certain way to do that. Roads would have a different mm -hmm. um, calculation that would have to go to that, and it has some different restrictions on it as well. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. 
If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Commissioner Hudson. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 21, 9-21-21. Resolution adopting the capital projects fund budget for the Williams County Adequate Facilities Tax, the Williamson County Adequate School Facilities Tax, and the Williamson County Education Impact Fee for the 2021-22 fiscal year. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. The budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Uh, Mr. Chair, the Tennessee <laughs> Controls Office has advised us to put these privileged taxes in a budget at the uh, first part of the year, and you'll see there, here is the actual that we used the privilege tax for under last fiscal year, and then the proposed proposed budget for 21-22. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-22. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 assessor's budget by $8,250 for educational incentives, salary supplements, revenues to come from state funds. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Uh, when members of the assessor's office meet certain professional standards, the state uh, allows them to get a financial incentive, and that's what this is for. The incentives coming from the state will pass along to those employees in the assessor's office that have reached the standards. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-23. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Election Commission budget by $25,000. Revenues to come from state grant funds. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Uh, this is a carry forward from a state grant regarding election security from last year for $25,000. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-24. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 county clerk's budget by $10,000. Revenues to come from reserve account. Uh, the motion of Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Herbert. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. You can see that the uh, clerk's office is using reserve funds to purchase office equipment. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. 
If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-25. Resolution appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Health Department budget by $250. Revenues to come from the state of Tennessee unclaimed property. The motion, Commissioner Hester. The second by Commissioner Sturgeon. Uh, public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Uh, this is uh, for the state of Tennessee. They found $250 in the uh, unclaimed amount that they gave us as a grant from this uh, unclaimed property fund, $250. Are there any questions? Take every penny we can get. We passed to go. <laughs> Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-26. Resolution accepting a donation from Calvin and Marilyn Lehew via the Friends of the Williams County Animal Center in behalf of Williams County Animal Control and appropriating and amending the 2021-22 Animal Control Budget by $70,200, revenues to come from donations. The motion, Commissioner Bethard. The second by Commissioner Morton. The Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. As you can see, this generous donation was given to the Animal Control Center for with a provision of hiring a part-time veterinarian at Williams County Animal Control. Are there any questions? The director is here in the audience. If anyone has any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-27. Resolution approving an intercategory transfer from an employee dispatch position and related funding from animal control to emergency communications. The motion by Commissioner Story, the second by Commissioner Osbrooks. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Law enforcement was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Uh, in this case, you'll see this uh, person was actually working at the uh, public safety office, but under the animal controls budget. So this is clearing this up to better affect what's actually happening. There's no change in how the operations will be done. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If in favor, press your yes button and opposed your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-28. Resolution authorizing the Williams County Mayor to enter into an interlocal agreement with the City of Fairview 
for the provision of health care clinic. Uh, the motion by Commissioner Story, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Property Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Yeah, this is an interlocal agreement um, to provide space for health services for the citizens of Fairview. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-29. Resolution authorizing the County Mayor to enter into a contract with the State of Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Uh, the motion by Commissioner Hester, the second by Commissioner Herbert. Uh, law Enforcement and Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Ayala. Yeah, statutes uh, provides that Williamson County must provide uh, he mental health evaluation and treatment for court-ordered adult adults charged with uh, misdemeanors. Uh, the state of Tennessee is offering reduced rates for providing that contract services. Um, so this contract is to allow us to enter that agreement with the state of Tennessee to provide those court-ordered uh, mental health evaluation services for adults uh, with misdemeanors. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. <clears throat> Resolution 9-21-30. Resolution accepting a donation of a MacBook Pro laptop from the Friends of Animal Control, Williamson County Animal Control, on behalf of Williams County Animal Control. The motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Dwight Jones. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. As you can see the friends of the animal control have uh, generously donated this piece of equipment, a MacBook Pro laptop computer value of $2,300. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-31. Resolution authorizing an increase and assessment of fees collected by the Williams County Animal Center. The motion by Commissioner Story, the second by Commissioner Webb. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Uh, this is a fee for the spay neutering of rabbits, and uh, the Animal Control Center does have some rabbits in house now. Yes, there. There's, okay, there's three there. <laughs> Up for adoption? Yes, they are. Okay, and so this puts it on the books that we can have this as a uh, a a cost, and we don't have that at this point for rabbits. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no.
Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-32. Resolution declaring certain Williams County owned property and equipment surplus property and authorizing the sale of the property and equipment. The motion by Commissioner Story, the second by Commissioner Sturgeon. The property committee was 440 against. Budget committee was 540 against. Explanation, please. Yeah, once uh, county-owned property is uh, at the end of, end of life or, no, or deemed no longer needed, uh, it's offered to the public for, for purchase. This is an online auction. Uh, the date of the auction are 9-24 through October 1st with the pickup on the 2nd, and vehicles are 9-29 through October 6th with your pickup on the 7th. Uh, and sorry, commissioners are not eligible to bid on these. So, are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-34. Resolution approving the terms of the contract with One America Financial Partners Incorporated for employee voluntary benefits and authorizing the Williams County Mayor to execute the contract. Uh, the motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Bethard. The budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. Commissioner Landrum, you want this? Or yes, I can. All right. This just does what it exactly says. It gives the mayor authority to execute the contract with One America for health benefits. Commissioner Mason. Thank you. I was going to say, by making this change, we're actually saving the county quite a bit of money. But I do think it's important to point out that our health care expenses as a county last year dramatically increased. And I just want to kind of put everybody on notice because we looked at the numbers and, and were able to keep health care coverage at no cost to the employees. But at a certain point, if our health care costs keep going up, then that's an issue that we're going to have to discuss how we're going to counteract that. But it was kind of eye-opening to me. I think it was in the millions of dollars that our health care costs went up for the fiscal year last year. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there to know that, that that's a conversation we're going to have to have in the few years going forward. Commissioner Landrum. Yes, this does say, this will say. Mm -hmm. And benefits are extremely good. They keep stay the same, if not better. Are there any questions? Others? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9-21-35. Resolution ratifying certain temporary personnel policies, policies excuse me, I can't talk, necessitated by COVID-19. Motion by Commissioner Webb, the second by Commissioner Bethard. Budget committee was 5-4-0 against. Explanation, please. 
Uh, this is a temporary, and I'll emphasize temporary personnel policy mandated by the current COVID-19 pandemic that allows uh, paid sick leave for uh, county personnel not with the school system. Uh, the idea behind this is if you're sick, you need to stay at home, and this is hopefully to encourage that. I'll defer to um, HR folks if anyone has any questions. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. If you're in favor, press your yes button. Opposed, your no. Any wish to change your vote, do so at this time. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. I think that was our last item. Commissioner Dwight Jones. If uh, HR is here, Rogers, you, you might get, Mayor Anderson, you might get answered. Is there any way to know how much we've paid out on the pay for COVID as far as um, whether it's quarantine or the – I might be putting you on the spot if I am. You can send it to me later. <laughs> Ballpark's fine. I mean, it'll have to be perfect. Well, we, we, we'd have to break that down into two buckets, one the bucket of personnel um, that would take some time to, to get together, but uh, Commissioner Mason's comment about health insurance, we can directly see a path uh, from uh, last year's activity of, during 2020 whereby people didn't go to the doctors, didn't have physicals, and when they finally did go back, they were really sick or needing a lot of attention. So we've noticed that in our health insurance costs. You've already adjusted some of that during the budget of um, July when we went to the schools you heard the schools mention it several times we've mentioned it when we added 600 I believe it was 600 additional dollars that sounds right 600 additional dollars to the budget uh, to help offset some of that but again it's still running hot uh, as our COVID numbers uh, been a great question for our CEO of the hospital, when you go into the ER, you wind up in a COVID unit, or if you wind up in equipment, what's the average cost? And I can assure you it's a very expensive bill, but we are seeing a lot of that in our health insurance costs. But I can try to come back with you, Commissioner Jones, on some cost figures like that, but it'll, it'll be several thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Anything else bring before the commission tonight? Not, we are adjourned.